Welcome to the business and financial advice show, Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly. Brought to you by Mega, the monthly entrepreneur growth academy. Your very own group of professional peers offering instant tips, training, and business networking. Learn how to have more time and increase your income by joining Mega today. And now, here's your host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, conversations for and with business experts who provide us with tips and techniques to help us grow our businesses and allow us to soar higher. Today we're going to be talking with Christine Gallagher. And she's a speaker, a trainer, a best-selling author, an award-winning business coach. And she founded She's Got Clients in 2009. And it's a company dedicated to teaching women around the globe how to find more meaning, fulfillment, and purpose in their life through the power of entrepreneurship. Christine believes that when entrepreneurs learn how to share their gifts and their message in a much bigger way by leveraging their time and talent, they will not only attract raving fans, enroll more clients, and enjoy more income, they also become a force for positive change in the world. The Huffington Post declared Christine to be one of 16 brilliant business minds on Twitter. She's won the Bronze Stevie Award for Business Mentor Coach of the Year in 2014, and she's an Amazon best-selling author. She is also an in-demand speaker, sharing the stage with such luminaries as Damon John and Laura Berman Fortgang, and has been featured as an online marketing and social media expert in numerous publications such as We Magazine for Women, Newsday, Blog Her, The Huntington Post, Social Media Examiner, and many more. Additionally, she's been interviewed on dozens of radio shows, telesummits, panels, and webinars. Christine published her first solo book in 2014 called There's More to Life Than This, and her newsletters, products, and online reach now educate and inspire over 50,000 people every month. Are you ready? I sure am. Let's get this going. Welcome, Christine. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. That's great. I'm just excited to be able to hear everything you have to say. I've been a fan and a follower for a long time, and a lot of what you says makes a whole lot of sense to me. So I'm looking forward to getting some of those insights to share with my listeners. I'm going to start out with asking you a very basic question. And can you share how you got started in entrepreneurship? <laughs> yes. Okay. So um, I, I'm one of those people that, you know, escaped corporate <laughs> or actually in my case, it was higher education was where I was working. And then I was in a, a more of a corporate. Um, but basically what happened was I, you know, got out of grad school and I, you know, thought that I was going to climb the ladder and that's what I was going to do. Um, I have a techie background and I uh, got out of grad school and I was like, yeah, this isn't what I want. <laughs> you know, I worked at my first job out of grad school and I said, this is not for me, but I thought there was something wrong with me because I was like, why, you know, why am I not happy anywhere? So then I went to another job and 
it was cool at first because it was a startup, but then the original people who started the company left and it turned into like the job from hell. Um, and so I was like, oh my God, another job I can't stand. And so while I was in that job, I decided to, um, you know, dive into social media because that's when social media was first coming out. And I just started seeing these women entrepreneurs like on Twitter. And I was like, whoa, this whole world opened up to me because I didn't know it was out there. Um, and it was all these women who were working from home and they got to go to Starbucks whenever they wanted and, you know, all those perks. And I thought, oh, I got to find out more. So um, anyway, I started diving into that world. And the cool thing about Twitter, especially back then, um, was that it leveled the playing field so you could just like talk to anybody, you know, like, like best-selling authors and, you know, famous and whatever. And I got a lot of inspiration from them. And I decided to hire a coach to help me figure out how to get out of my job because I was afraid to just leave. Um, and so long story short, I hired a couple of coaches to like help me figure out what I'm good at and, you know, help, help me come up with a plan for leaving corporate. And um, one day I made the decision that I was going to hire a coach. So one of these people that I had come across on social media, um, I actually got on her email list. And she, she just seemed like somebody that um, I wanted, which she had, <laughs> you know, and she also was a redhead. So I think I felt like this resonance with her. And um, I, I just decided I'm going to plunk down the money. I'm going to coach with her. I didn't have a business yet. I had like an idea. Um, but I know that like you, you can't reinvent the wheel. You can always find somebody who's done what you want to do and model them. So at the time I was married and my husband was like, I don't even know what coaching is. I don't know what you're doing, but okay. I put it on my credit card and um, two weeks later, I was promptly laid off from my job. <laughs> um, and I remember, I'll never forget, I went home and I was like, I was like, I couldn't even talk. I was like, cause that had never happened to me before. And I was just like lost. And um, I emailed my coach and I told her what happened. And she's like, congratulations. Like she was like so excited. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she's like, the universe heard you. Like this is happening for a reason. So. She actually was right <laughs> because at that moment I decided I wasn't going to go back and find another job. I was going to figure this out. Um, so I did. So I just, you know, I started as a social media consultant. I was really helping companies understand social media because I had a knack for it. Um, but I still had to learn how to market my own business. So I spent a while trying to figure all that out. And then, you know, time went by and I just, you know, I started getting things more and more as far as sales and marketing and just took off from there. So yeah, I'm one of those escapees from corporate, <laughs> um, which I think is a common story, actually. Yeah, I, th I think it is, too. I know that, um, not for me, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 12 years old. And, wow. And, you know, different little things, but always, always with the idea that, you know, I'm going to do this for myself. I've had jobs along the line and hated them and all yeah. Yeah, you know, always go back to doing the things that I want to do. And I have, I, I got my undergraduate degree in psychology and sociology and French. I had three majors. Mm -hmm. My master's degree is in counseling and my doctoral degree is in sociology. Wow. And I went to, from this little bitty Midwest, you know, college, um, I went off to Washington, D.C. to start my life there. And um, even there, I started my own business and it had absolutely nothing to do with any of the things I got degrees in, except that my clients were almost all international. Mm -hmm. So my, my sociology slash international relations degree was working that way because I was helping businesses um, overseas 
start working in the United States. So yeah, I've, I've done this forever and ever and ever, but you're, you're absolutely right. There's something that, that pulls you in and right. you just got to do it. So that brings to mind a, another question for me, because I've been doing this for a very long time. And back when I started, there really wasn't an internet. The only thing there was, was, you know, um, AOL. Mm-hmm. And you know, you've got mail. And, that kind of thing. <laughs> and my first computers didn't have hard drives. They had the eight and a half inch floppy drives, you know, <laughs> that, used, that used DOS as an operator. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was so if I wanted to learn something, I had to figure it out on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have a coach, I didn't have somebody that I could go and talk to. So that's why I started this podcast and my business in general is just so that I can help people figure out what's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And now the question that I'm going to ask you is now it seems like everybody and their brother is a coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How does someone who knows they need something find the right one? Ooh, what a, what a loaded question. (laughs) Um, It's a good question. I actually wrote a blog post about this. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because I think about all the ways that I've found coaches and, you know, for me, it's been primarily online. Um, and it's, it's a matter of, you know, like you could just simply do keyword searches for different types of coaches. Um, but somehow I, like I had said, I got on this person's newsletter list and I do recommend that if people find coaches in whatever way, if they get recommended one or they find them online, you know, sign up for their list, um, you know, learn their style, see what they're about and kind of just like watch from afar, um, and start to see. And I think that one of the biggest things that I always say when people are looking for coaches is make sure that that is like not fly by night Um, because as we know everyone's a coach now and there's lots of people out there and not all are you know are legitimate or good and so you have to do your homework and the biggest thing that I tell my clients is you know if you're looking for somebody you have got to get those testimonials and referrals and you've got to talk to them Um, so you know it's kind of like two parts it's like first you got to find the coach and then you got to you know make sure they're they're good Um, and it sounds obvious but a lot of people don't do that they just they don't, they're like, oh, I'll take her at her word or whatever. And I actually encourage people, like, look at the and look at the type of people they worked with. And so it's a combination of, you know, doing the research and doing the homework. Um, and the other thing that I did was I talked to colleagues and friends um, and who had experience with coaches or new people. And I just really sort of felt things out and saw who was out there. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big pool to find someone in. (laughs) Um, but I would say that the success stories and, um, the other thing is, do they, uh, do they like, um, if it's a business coach, for example, do they talk about things like metrics and KPIs and like, you know, that stuff is, that's real business. And if I, if I know a coach is not teaching their clients about metrics and KPIs and keeping track of everything, that's a red flag. <laughs> um, so like, that's just kind of a random thing, but that is one of those things I've noticed. And um, it's, it's important, super important. Okay. Let's switch that around a little bit now. Mm-hmm. And as a coach and someone comes to you and says, Oh, Christine, I want you to be my coach. I want you to be my mentor. What do you, what is your next step then? 
do you automatically say, well, sure, come on board? Or, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So usually I, I, I vet, <laughs> I vet potential clients. Just you're right. It's like we're flipping the script, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, that's usually a phone conversation because if, the, if somebody wants to work with me privately, that's more of my, you know, high ticket offer. Um, and so, cause I offer a lot of things that are, are more group and everything, but if you want private, we get on the phone and I find out more about you. I have them fill out a questionnaire before they even get on the phone with me. Um, so I know where they're at. And occasionally when I see that questionnaire, like with red flags, I will, I have, I've been known to cancel the call. Um, because I will say to them, um, you know, I don't think I'm the best fit for you. And then I'll give them a, a, a recommendation of somebody that if I feel like there's somebody else that can help them. Um, so that's like the first thing. And then, you know, we get into conversation and um, when you are looking to join my mastermind, which is one of the main ways to coach with me, there's an application process. So um, again, it's, it's vetting and it's making sure that this person is right because a lot of people are just like, yeah, I'll take their money, you know, whatever, who cares? But I have learned <laughs> because I've, I've got burned before that, you know, it really does make a difference when you do that, um, that screening up front. Um, and the other thing is because the mastermind program that I run is a group program. I want to make sure that the people jive together. You know, it's, I'm not just thinking about me, but I'm thinking about the community of people. So yeah, that's important too. It is. And I run a mastermind program as well. And yeah it's one of the, one of the groups has been together for almost four years Mm -hmm. and everybody basically that's in the group today started out four years ago and they're, they're like a family now. And I don't want to put somebody new, just throw them into that group because, Oh, somebody wants to be a part of my mastermind group. You know, it's just, you gotta be very careful. Um, of your clients and of their, it's not just about you and making money as far as I'm concerned. It's right. You know, you've got to um, be there for your clients as well. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to throw a question at you that you may not want to answer and, <laughs> it's not, and it's not on the list, but it's something that when we're talking about coaching, I come across a lot. And there's been, in one of my groups on Facebook, uh, we've been talking about this extensively over the last couple of weeks, and, I, and I'd love your thoughts on it. The, the question is, when you are trying to sell somebody something, and they come back and say, I can't afford it, mm-hmm. what does that mean? <laughs> Oh boy. Yes. That, yeah, that, that objection. (laughs) Um, well, I will tell you sometimes it really does mean that, um, you know, I know there's a lot of coaches out there that'll tell you, you know, Oh, it's never the money. It's never, sometimes it is the money. Um, and sometimes like, for example, I I work with a funding partner so that if a client, a new, a new uh, prospect comes to me and they want to work with me, but they don't have the budget we have this firm we partner with that can give them credit. Um, but some people don't want to take out, you know, go into debt. So I get it. Um, however, if the, again, this is why I get on the phone with people. If I, if I'm kind of gauging the whole conversation and it comes to that point, I call people on that. Um, especially if it's, if I know it's not really a money thing, it's a fear thing, which it often is, um, you know, I'll call them on that. And one of the things that I say is, 
you know, and this is another reason the application's good. Um, I said, on the application, you know, you were asked on a scale of one to 10, how much do you want to work with me or how much do you need help? And, you know, this person said 10. And so I bring it back to that, you know, or even if they said nine, I'm like, listen, this is important to you. What's going to change if you wait to do this? You know, um, not having money and that being a legitimate reason is one thing, but if you're just in fear, um, because this is something new or this is something that's scary, let's talk about that. So I actually talk them through it. Um, and sometimes we do have a breakthrough because it was just a fear. Um, and other times people just need to think about it. And I always make sure when they say that, you know, let's schedule a time to check back in put it on the calendar so it doesn't fall through the cracks. I, I hold them to it, you know? Um, so I think that there's a few different ways to handle it, but my best experience is when I actually put on my coaching hat and hold them to it and say, listen, what is really going on here? And I think that's important for, for coaches to do that. You're listening to the Business and Financial Advice Show, Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, with your host, Nancy Becker. There's lots more to come. Nancy and her guest will be right back. Are you a small business owner wondering about your next step for growth and success? What if you had your own dynamic group of professional peers, a group that supports your business with fresh new ideas, beneficial training, accountability, and more? Mega, the monthly Entrepreneur Growth Academy, is a professional peer advisory group dedicated to supporting fellow business owners. Learn about processes and strategies that will get you more time and money. When I first joined the Mega Group, I was struggling in a business that wasn't right for me. Now, I own a local business where I live out my passion every day. Last year, the revenue of my business tripled and we are on track to hit even bigger goals this year. The accountability and feedback of the Mega Group have been invaluable. The Mega Group can help you focus on the right things and start building momentum. Join the Mega Group today at don'twaittillpigsfly.com. Do you feel frustrated, disconnected, or unfulfilled in your relationship? If you said yes, you're not alone. Hi, I'm Anza Goodbar, intimacy coach and sex educator. Nearly 70% of all couples in the U.S. claim to be dissatisfied with their relationship. But the good news is, you don't have to be. If you're ready to open your heart to feel more connected to life, yourself, and your partner, join me and five couples at the Intrinsically Intimate Couples Retreat in Barbados. You can find out more details at www.anzagoodbar.com backslash retreats. They're big, they're shy, they're invisible, and they fly. They're always late. They never arrive. Don't wait till pigs fly. Get your business momentum in action. Let's rejoin our host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker. Is fear important? Is fear a big thing for business people? I think so. I was saying to a client the other day, if you're not scared, you're something's wrong. <laughs> um, you know, and, and not like, you know, fear that you're curled up in a ball and can't do anything. But like fear is natural to me to, um, to tell me, it tells me something. It's a message. It's like you, um, this is a big deal to you. Right. Um, and sometimes it's just pure terror. Like I'm scared to do that. But sometimes it's like, there's other stuff wrapped up in it. 
And I think that people, entrepreneurs, really have to get honest with themselves. Like, what's really going on here? Um, because sometimes there's like the surface reasons like, oh, I don't want to do a Facebook live because I'm afraid I'm going to stumble over my words, you know? Um, or, you know, there's like this deeper thing, which is like, I'm afraid to ask for the sale because I have this money story going from when I was 12 years old, you know? Um, so I think that, you know, it just, it really just depends. But, um, you know, I think that we do it anyway. I always say we do it anyway, no matter what the fear is. Um, as long as no one's going to get hurt, you know, <laughs> no small children will die. Um, you know, it's, it's okay. And, uh, that I've always found that when I cross that hump, that fear, there's always something really good on the other side. Like it just always turns out that way. So I've kind of just learned like, let's move through it. And the other thing I say to my clients all the time is we build the plane as we fly it because so many people are afraid to take the next step because they think they're not ready or that everything has to be complete. And I heard Allie Brown is somebody that um, I followed early on and she was an inspiration for me. And I heard her say this and it's so true. She's like, you know, everyone talks about having her ducks in a row. Like my ducks have never been in a row. There's always this random duck that's off on the side doing its own thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that is it. And I emphasize that to my clients because I'm like, listen, you know, it, it, people look like this big success from the outside, but they have the same fears as well. It's just how they handle them. Do they move through them? Do they question what it's really about? Um, do they let it stop them? So I think it's unavoidable, um, but you can manage it and you need to get honest with yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I know I tell my clients all the time that unless you plan for the unplanned, you're going to be in trouble one of these right. days because you've got to have contingencies for anything. You know? mm -hmm. So yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and I'll tell you, I deal with fear constantly. And it's one of the things that for a long, long time was something that I dealt with was I wanted everybody to like me. And it was, and you know, and it was a lot of this kind of an imposter, this, the whole imposter syndrome of like, why would anyone want to listen to me? And, and so I would never say anything that I think would make somebody upset. Yeah. Well, I'm getting ready to, to run this big retreat in September. And I've got these wonderful speakers who are coming to be a part of the retreat and to speak. And the one woman, she's a millennial, she's got this whole different mindset going on, you know, and she's, she's one of these people who's real and she'll swear, she'll all this kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And, and I went, all right, we'll just keep it toned down. Right. right. And then I got a call yesterday from one of my big sponsors that said, if you don't take that down, because in her bio, she yeah. swears. And the sponsor says, I'm not going to have anything to do with this retreat. And oh, I go, oh, geez, what do I do now? You know, I've right. got two different sides. And the fear's coming out. And I'm going, well, really, I don't want somebody to, I don't want to tell somebody how they can run their business. But on the other hand, I, you know, and I'm just going back and forth. Right. And you go, okay, take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> And I said to the one person, I'll see what I can do. However, I don't think that's the end of the world. If she swears a little bit, we'll just have to roll with it. On the other hand, I went to the, to the speaker and I went, please, please take it down. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she comes back. I totally understand. I'm fine. No work. Yeah. So, you know, if you 
do allow yourself to work through those fears. Mm-hmm. You know, what was the worst thing she could have, either one of them could have said, I'm not sponsoring or I'm right. not coming to speak. Right. And if the one didn't sponsor, I'd find somebody else. And if the one didn't speak, I'd find somebody else. You know, exactly. so I, I think you have to go, okay, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it worked out in your case, you know, um, but you're right. If, if one of those things had happened, you know, someone dropping out, it's not, no small children will die. <laughs> um, no one's getting hurt. I mean, hurt feelings maybe, but no. So yeah. Yeah. I, and I think that's, a, it's an important thing, I think, for businesses in general to understand. And a lot of the people that I work with and the people who listen to this podcast are just getting started, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they've still got the big dreams in their eyes and, you know, they still, oh, I'm going to go out on my own and I'm going to just have this absolutely perfect life from then on. And then they start getting racked with these fears. And, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Well, and can I just share an example that happened today? Um, this is timely. So I had a client, uh, I, my clients have Voxer access. So Voxer is like the app. It's like a walkie talkie. So my client Voxered me uh, this morning and I was listening to it about an hour ago. And basically what she was saying was I'm, I'm turning 37 and I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm not in a place I want to be. And I never thought I'd be here at 37. And, you know, she was just like really down on herself. And I just listened kind of like with amusement because I had a story to tell about my own moment at 37 (laughs) where I had kind of gone to the dark side. And I thought, that's a coincidence. There's something about being 37. But I boxed her back and I said, I can distinctly remember a time three years ago. I was 37. I was sitting on my ex-boyfriend's bed and I was like really mopey because I was doing a launch. It was almost over and the launch was not going the way I wanted it to go. And I literally said to myself, I'm 37 years old and I have nothing to show for it. And like, I just think like if anyone heard that who knows me, they'd be like, what are you talking about? But my point was to my client that even people who, you know, seem like they got it going on, they got it together, go through that stuff. Um, and you know, I just said to her, like, you know, it's, it's not always what it seems. And I got past that moment, you know, like it, it didn't destroy me. It just was sort of a moment where I had to sit there and go, I'm, I'm feeling like crap and I'm just going to feel it, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it, it's like a lot of times, and that's what I appreciate um, when I was kind of coming up in business was the, the women entrepreneurs who shared the, the, the bad stuff or shared the, you know, this didn't work stuff. Um, I found that really inspiring because it makes them real. Yeah. And it shows you that like, there's just like this shiny exterior doesn't mean that everything's perfect. You got to know that. You just have to know that um, because otherwise you get too discouraged. There's a quote that I absolutely love that, and, and I'm going to have to paraphrase it because I don't remember it exactly, but it's something to the effect of that almost every overnight success actually took years. Mm. Yeah, now the, the people- absolutely. You know, the people that you see as being an overnight success, you, you don't see all the years and years and years of hard work they actually put into something to yes. become that. So, you know, it's, you're right. We've all gone through these things, whether anybody realizes that or not, I, I think. But I think there's also something else that, that we have to be careful of and that I see happening a lot. And that's, sharing these real moments Mm. that really aren't 
real. You know, mm-hmm. the com- the comments like, I was homeless. I was living in the back seat of my car. And right. four months later, I'm now making a seven-figure right. income. You know, but people buy into that. I know. And, and they buy into the four-hour work week. And you know, how, how do you deal with that kind of a, of a thought process that's going on? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, again, the big thing is just being real. Um, but, you know, the, what I try to tell people is, listen, some of those stories, some, some of them might be true, but th- there's way more different types of stories out there than the story of like, I was homeless, now I'm a zillionaire two years later, you know? And so I just think that, again, it goes back to who you're looking up to and who you're following. Be careful about that because, again, going back to like vetting your coaches, right? You don't know what the real truth is. Look for concrete evidence that this person is really legitimate and they've got things that are, you know, going to be beneficial to you. And so it's okay to have like a crazy success story, but it's so much more common to be a person who's like an overnight success takes 10 years, you know, like literally. And, um, like next year is my 10th year in business. And I, it went so fast. It's crazy. But like, I, I get that. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm like at 10 years and I'm only just starting to feel like, you know, I got, I got something going on, <laughs> you know, cause I was just building, I was building and some good things happened, but I'm nowhere near finished. So I think it's, it's a duty for coaches um, and people out there that are like influencers. I think it's their duty to share um, that, that their story was not an overnight success if it wasn't, because we all appreciate that. Um, so do your homework and just know that a lot of that is just smoke and mirrors. Unfortunately, the internet makes that easy to do. What does business success look like to you? What does business success feel like to you? What stands between you and that feeling? Business success is all about momentum. Mega, the monthly entrepreneur growth academy, will help you focus on the right things and start building that momentum. The Mega Group is a network of dedicated professionals. They provide focused training and excellent support as only a personal advisory group can. Learn tips, strategies, and valuable insights to unleash your productivity. Isn't it time to stop spinning your wheels? Go to don'twaittillpigsfly.com and join the Mega Group today. Radio and podcast shows are the fastest growing media of the decade. The better the sound, the better the impact you will have with your listeners. Hi, I'm Scott. I'm a producer editor for radio and podcasts. If you have your own podcast, I can help with editing, improved audio quality, your own theme music, and intros and outros. Would you like a commercial for your small business? Connect with me for a sound approach to your podcasts and commercials. My email is scott at worldwithinreach.com. Scott at worldwithinreach.com. Let's rejoin our host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker. And speaking of the internet and social media, uh, I know that something you've been talking about recently is the new leadership paradigm that's out there in social media. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about that. What does that mean? How does that affect us? Yeah. And um, it kind of goes along with like, it it took me 10 years to kind of figure this out, but um, I've always been interested in like 
leadership and helping my clients be seen as leaders. But what I realized is that a lot of the leadership thing, like people looking at you as a leader comes from the showing up authentically and being honest and taking a stand. Um, and the, the challenge that, you know, we connected that I did a couple months ago, I talked about that. I'm like, the first thing you got to do is look at what do you stand for? Um, and so a lot of people don't stand for anything or they just keep it to themselves. And it's not that you have to share everything, but if you really believe strongly in something, put it out there. And I know a lot of people go, Oh, you know, you shouldn't talk about um, relationships or sex or politics or, and you know, it, you can do it in a tasteful way. But if there's something that you really believe in, let me tell you that when you put that out there, there's going to be other people that are like, Oh my God, I didn't know that about her. And I agree. And I feel the same and I resonate. And then they become your client, you know? Um, and so that's something that I've noticed recently is I've had this new sort of crop of people into my business life that are very much like me. And what I realized is that I was kind of like you were saying, Nancy, about how like you, you have to show up professional and you know, you can't, right. That's how I was. I mean, I was always kind of, I was always kind of honest about like my stuff, but like I didn't really stand for stuff. Yeah. And well, I did privately, not publicly. But once I started putting that out there, it just, I started like my soulmate clients. It was like, you get it, you get it. Um, and that's a huge deal um, because we're so conditioned to think we have to like keep our mouth shut and just be professional. And that's not how the business world is now, you know, not with the internet, not with social media. It's a whole different ballgame. Um, and you know, some old school business owners, you know, get appalled or whatever. And I'm just like, it's just the changing. Yeah. It, it, things change. And, um, now we're used to hearing it. Just don't go crazy about it. Like you don't want to be the person who's like the dirty laundry every day or, you know, whatever, but taking a stand is a bit different. You know, it's showing what you actually believe in and that you actually have convictions and people want to know that. Well, and that's really funny that you're talking about that because forever and a day, I've always had, and, and people know me from when I was working in the past, people know me as the pig lady, which I'm not really sure is a, <laughs> is a good thing or not, but I have always believed in my motto is being, don't wait till pigs fly to grow your mm -hmm. business which is actually the name of this podcast. Mm -hmm. And for years, people were going, oh, you can't use that in business. That's just not professional. That's, you know, and, and so I stopped. And I would try to come up with these, you know, logos and slogans and all of this. That would be more professional. Right. That didn't sound or feel right. Mm -hmm. And about six months ago, I went, darn it. I'm going back to my darn little old pigs and, you know, and, and I'm now doing, you know, the, my logo is the pigs and the website is the pigs. And, <laughs> and you cannot believe the number of people that I'm drawing to me mm -hmm. because yeah. they like that. And what it means is that you have to have fun. Even if mm -hmm. you're in business, you don't have to be professional all the time. You can yeah. be real. You can have fun. But yet so often I'll see clients that go, all right, I've got a website. I'm on Facebook. I'm just going to sit back and wait for business to come flowing in. <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. You know, no. it doesn't. So if you sit there and wait until those darn pigs fly, 
you're not going to get your business anywhere. And that really is my mission and what I stand mm -hmm. for. And by bringing that out and believing in it and being authentic in it, it's getting me business. And, yeah. and I think exactly what you're saying is that's what we all have to do is be, is be real and show that. And, and so I, I think that's a wonderful thought. So how do we deal with social media in general? Wow. So I feel like, you know, there's this thing that I hear a lot of times, especially with business owners is they always go, well, should I put it on my Facebook personal profile or should I just put it on my biz page? Like, I don't know if I should put my personal, like that's my cousins and my high school friend, you know? And so I think that people get very um, concerned about privacy, which in one respect I do understand. Um, but also you need to know that there is no such thing as freaking privacy anymore in the world of Google. <laughs> if you really get down to it, you decide what you want to share, but don't let the privacy thing hold you back from uh, showing up for the people that need you. Cause that's a major obstacle. Um, and the other thing is that people, this kind of brings me back to what you were just saying, which is, you know, this idea of being professional in business. The other thing I see is the perfectionism, you know, like everything has to be perfect. And I think that, especially for women, this is true. And like, we look back at our schooling and we're like, oh, we want to get the A plus, we want to get the star sticker on our paper. And we have to, um, we have to uncondition ourselves from that when you go into business. Um, so I mentioned this with social media because a lot of times that's why people don't put themselves out there on social media is because they think things have to be perfect. They're not done yet. And it's just like you're saying about pigs flying. I mean, you're going to wait forever. It's never going to be perfect. Good is good enough. Get it out there. Um, and so I think people need to consider that they need to consider, you know, how much they're letting privacy get in the way. Um, and they also have to remember, and this goes back to what I used to say, Day one of my business, which is social media is about relationships. It's just the same as offline networking, except it's an online container. Um, and, but it's the same thing. You, you start a conversation. It's not all about selling and business. It's about you. And, you know, it could even be small talk. And that shows people your personality. Um, so I think that that's a biggie. Don't, don't be afraid to bring that out. Um, and don't, don't think that... Um, you know, you have to be this hard seller. You know, some people actually believe they have to be like that to make any progress on social media. And that's not how it works. It works by the subtle stuff that you're putting out there that helps build a picture of you in their mind. And then they get curious and then they go to your website, right? And then things start to happen from there. Um, but that is like still so true 10 years later. It's, it's about the relationship. It's very little promotion. I always say it's 80, 20 rule, you know, like 20% promotion, 80% non-promotion. That's something to remember. That's really important. That is very important. So mm -hmm. thank you. We're, we're actually running out of time. So <laughs> is there anything This just went by so fast? It did. It went so fast. It, it did. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us before we say goodbye? Um, well, I would just say, you know, if you're in a place, cause I know you, um, this podcast is like you said, a lot of newer business owners and getting started. Um, just take to heart what Nancy and I have just been talking about, because I think this conversation was like, it's like being a fly on the wall. And it's just so important to realize that, you know, no one's perfect. We all have fear. Things are going to fall apart. You'll survive. Like that whole feeling of like, you know, it, you're being held back by your own fears and that can crush dreams. And so I just want people to just really 
be honest with themselves, like where they're doing that, you know, like, what is this really about? You know, is this about privacy or is this about you're afraid it's not perfect enough or whatever? Um, just be honest with yourself and just see where you might be blocking. And remember, we build the plane as we fly it. That goes for all of us, I love not that. just seasoned entrepreneurs. That's, that's all of us. So, yeah. That's great. I will remember that. And yeah. guys, everybody who's listening, I highly recommend that you, if you are in business, wanting to grow your business to the next level, you check out Christine and see what some of her wonderful programs are all about. How can they get a hold of you, Christine? Yeah, so um, my, my main website is she's got clients.com. Um, and they can look me up on Facebook as well. I'm Christine Gallagher and Instagram and Twitter. I'm Christine G. So I would love to connect with you. Um, let me know, you know, what you liked about the conversation. And I'm happy to, uh, to friend you and connect and, and, you know, get to know you. Great. And I know that you just started another big giveaway program. I shared yeah. it. On, I, I shared it on my page earlier today. Thank you. Tell, tell us quickly a little bit about that. So that yeah, so um, just real quick, this is the third annual giveaway. And what it is, is I recruit people from the industry, meaning people who serve primarily service based entrepreneurs. Um, I recruit them to all give a free gift, you know, so that could be a video an audio checklist, whatever. And then we all cross promote it with each other. And so what that does, it's like win, 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 because people get all these great gifts and they learn great stuff from the gifts. You know, we, I get to build my list, the contributors build their list. So, um, it's just a fabulous, it's really fun too. It's, it's really fun. Um, and it's not like a telesummit, which is another kind of big event that people do. A telesummit is like, you know, you're interviewing people. So this is actually a little less intense, but it still brings great results. So if people want to check that out, they can go to getclientsonlinegiveaway.com and it's open for just another week and a half. And there are some great giveaways on there. Believe me, I'm a part of it. I've yeah. checked it all out. Good stuff. So, there is good stuff on there. Yeah. So yeah. anybody, if you have any questions and you want to get a hold of either one of us, you can write questions right here on the bottom of the webcast. Uh, or you can either connect with me at nancy at don'twaittillpigsfly.com or mm -hmm. Christine with her email she just gave you. And I will put it up again on the uh, promotional page at the end of the podcast. So until next time, guys, work hard and soar higher. That's our show for today. We'd like to extend special thanks to our great guest, our sponsors, and our wonderful listeners. Today's show was produced by Scott Card. To find more of Nancy's podcasts and our sponsors, go to don'twaittillpigsfly.com. Don't